<laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Mallory, the chosen one, but I'm still down to have a little fun. This is the Yahweh or Yahweh podcast, a safe space to have conversation without condemnation for our generation. And today, we got a guest on the set. We got Keenan in the building. Period. So, Keenan, I know Keenan from high school. Keenan is crazy, y'all. We went to White Station High School together. Keenan, how you been? How has life been treating you, hon? Um, I've been good. Uh, like you said, we met at White Station my 10th grade year. Um, we've had some, some Crazy, moments. crazy moments. So, Child. Did you graduate from White Station? Yep. You did? Yep. I did not remember seeing you after Mr. Kelly class. I definitely graduated class 2014. Well, I came my 11th grade year, uh-huh. so... It was 11th to 12th grade at Station. I didn't even know I was friends with your older sister, um, the one that moved away on Facebook until I saw her wish y'all daddy a happy birthday oh, to my on mother. Facebook. That's my little sister, Kiera. But yeah. Kiera? Oh, uh-huh. I don't know why I thought that was your biggest sister, the one yeah. that moved away. But I didn't know I was friends with her. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's Keena's si- brother. I mean, Keena's sister. But um, because the one I met is the one that go to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the older sister. Oh, she's older than y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know why I thought the other one was older than y'all. Okay, so how's life been treating you? Tell me, catch me up to speed. Okay, so my mom, she was trying to find a home church for us. And I've been looking for a home church ever since COVID. So when my mom told me to come to First Broad Baptist, First Baptist Broad, what is First Baptist it? Broad. First Baptist Broad. I came into the Bible study. I said, I saw you passing our programs. I said, I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's Keenan. <laughs> I said, give me a program. <laughs> it was so funny seeing you because I was like, I know the back of whoever head that is because I used to sit behind you in Mr. Kelly class. I said, and as soon as you turn around, I said, Keenan Norman knew it. And that was crazy because I asked my mama, I said, Mama, what's the pastor last name? Because I remember you saying that your daddy was a pastor. Mm-hmm. She was like, Norman. I said, that's Keenan daddy. It was so <laughs> crazy made the connection instantly so tell me about how life been treating you after high school what you've been up to what you've been dabbling in um life after high school has been very fun um tried college really didn't work out so i just kept working mm-hmm. um i've worked um all i'm gonna say all over but mm-hmm. um, my favorite job right now is the one that i have now working at the church before that Come on. i was working at the uh city memphis office of youth services mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool did that about a year mm-hmm. um Worked and just staying low key. I know that's right, child. I ain't. What have I been doing? I've been same working. I tried college, bounced around, mm-hmm. ended up graduating with a little certificate, child. And oh. I was like, whatever. And then I figured out I didn't even want to do that. I was yeah. like, I do not want to be a pharmacy technician. So it was all for nothing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in debt for fun. So. <laughs> Let's slide into these topics. So today, I wanted to talk to you. So the last episode, we talked about being a paid K, which is a preacher's kid. And we did the daughter's perspective of being the preacher's daughter. So now I want to talk about being the preacher's son. So I just want to talk about how your worldview has been just growing up as a preacher's kid, like some of the unrealistic expectations that's been put on you, just anything like that. Tell me about how growing up was for you in the church. Um, I feel like growing up in the church, number one, um, it wasn't a struggle. Um, For me, it was kind of easy because my dad wasn't the, you have to be a pastor. Um, Oh, yeah. It was just like, all right, my career is my career, Mm -hmm. and where you go in life is where you go. Mm -hmm. I'm here to guide, nurture. Um, I'm going to give you pointers and tips. Um, I'm going to discipline you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it wasn't never the—it wasn't forced on me. Yeah. Um, I know for a little part of life growing up in the church— it was kind of hard because sometimes if I was getting disciplined at home mm-hmm. and then I see my dad preaching in the in the pulpit about oh. grace and mercy. <laughs> and so I'm like, bro, where was this grace and mercy 24 hours ago when I messed up? And so, I You're mean, like, We're, extend me some grace and mercy. Right. That's so funny that you say that because I didn't get to really dabble into that in the last episode. So you think you should have had more leeway or do you think it was the perfect amount of discipline? Or is that what you're saying? Like you felt like he was too hard on you? I don't think he was too hard. I think for me it was a more spiritual thing, mm-hmm. like deciphering dad from the pastor. Ah. So like me growing up every single day, mm-hmm. every event that I did, my dad was there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm um, just like, I know he was a pastor and everything, but it was just like, all right, you my dad. Yeah. And so then going to church and flipping that switch, mm. um, that was kind of an adjustment I had to make. And yeah. it, the older I got, the the 
I would say harder it got a little bit, but yeah. it wasn't like too hard. So. Yeah. So do you think it got a little harder because you started to grow up in your faith and you started to realize like what was at stake, like you being a reflection of him? Um, at some points, yes. Like, yeah. Um, I know a big challenge I went through like the 18, 19, 20, 21 age. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm getting some kind of freedoms and things like that. Yeah. So it was just like the more that I explored, the more that I wanted to do, it was kind of like your dad is still your dad mm -hmm. in the city. So like, I remember I turned 21 and mm -hmm. I went on Bill Street and I was out to like two in the morning. And <laughs> one of the ushers at the church saw me. It was like, does your dad know you out right here? Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that they always do that to y'all. No, facts. <laughs> and so she was like, does your dad know you out right here? And I said no, like verbally, but uh -huh. in my head I was like, it really don't matter. Right. And so like sometimes. And you was like, 21? Right. So Child, you're grown and gone. Do you still live with your parents? No, I do not. Oh, okay. So, I would have been like, yes, they <laughs> know. <laughs> They know I'm out here, child. <laughs> but no, it was just like simple stuff like that. Um, I do like you do go through that period of, or it's groups of people in the church. Mm -hmm. that's like, all right, he's the pastor's son. He got to mm -hmm. do this, that, and the other. But there's also culture in the church to be like, yeah, that's the pastor's son. Mm -hmm. Um, they're human. His dad is yeah. human. Like, you can tell just like how flamboyant my dad is. Yeah, it's like my dad keep it real. Yeah, for so, sure. Like, it's no like. You preach hell and damnation. You mm -hmm. mess up. It's over. It's like, all right, you messed up. Here's what God yeah. says about messing up, and here's how to correct it spiritually, mm -hmm. uh, physically, mentally, and all that. Yeah, his sermon that that Wednesday when I went to Bible study, he was preaching. I don't think you were there that Wednesday, but he was teaching about how when Paul denied Jesus, mm -hmm. how Jesus gave him a chance to just redeem himself, and right. I just thought that was beautiful because at that point I was going through something, and I was like, I feel like I fell from grace, and I really needed that. No, it's really like that. Like yeah. sometimes, um, like a big part of me, mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna say a fleshly part. Mm -hmm. I love when I say like love. Well, I'm gonna say used to. Yeah. I used to love going out. Like yeah. it was a routine. Mm -hmm. Got paid, paid bills, the Go rest out. of the money. I'm outside. Outside. And so it was just like, what does this effect have on me? Mm. What does it have on my spirit? Like it wasn't until stuff started happening around me mm. or in the environments that I would want to go to, mm -hmm. I would realize, all right, that was God's protection. So yeah. just like, I mean, one night I went to go on bill and I literally was parking mm. and some said, don't go. Holy I spirit. literally drove it back home and the spot that I was in, they was like shooting or something like that. Oh so my I was gosh. Like, there was protection and grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. So like that fleshly part be like, all right, bro, like I want to do this, but that spiritual part still came yeah. in like, You'll you'll recognize later why, mm -hmm. why, why I said way. that. So. No, definitely, that's really always like a thing that God's children have within them, and like we always say, something told me, something told me, the Holy Spirit told you that. Because right. <laughs> it'd be sometimes where I'd be wanting to go, and I think like the most extreme thing, like the Holy Spirit would be like, "Don't go," and I'd be like, "We ain't gonna get shot, Jesus," <laughs> and it'd be like something that He never wanted me to experience, like right. just seeing something just terrible, like even if it's not like bodily harm happening to somebody, mm -hmm. like we have to stop learning we have to stop ignoring the holy spirit first of all because it's there to protect us it's like our safety net and it's like he goes before us so he already knows the future of the things that's gonna happen so i want to talk about if you have any funny stories growing up in the church i know y'all are a mega church i would call y'all church a mega church because y'all hold down being hampton hun y'all is on the corner everybody know y'all everybody look y'all right there by christ community it's just so many things that y'all are doing in that community that are like uplifting just the whole neighborhood and just giving it a facelift so if you could just tell me about just the development of your church or any funny stories that you had growing up whichever one you want to talk about okay so uh funny story it pertains to dating in the church oh child so, <laughs> a little I, good um, look <laughs> one time me and my girlfriend um we were i think it was like two three years deep in the relationship uh -huh. we were young and so um we would go to like the snack machine by the kitchen and everything before we go to service. Uh -huh. And so I had like gave her a kiss on the lips mm -hmm. and we just went in the service. Mm -hmm. And so somebody had like told my mom and she was oh like, my God. Somebody, she was like, somebody told me I was kissing or they saw y'all kissing. I was like, who wasn't? She never told me who it was, but I was like, uh -huh. just the fact that people pay attention. Yeah, like and you didn't even know nobody was watching you, was you? Right. Didn't I didn't know nobody was watching, so it was just like one of those things. That is like, so funny. How old was y'all? I think it was like probably 17, 18. Oh, yeah, they like was that. still snitching. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad your mom didn't tell you who it was because oh, you yeah. would have went around with a chip on your shoulder and yep. you would have been like, been like man, I don't mess with y'all. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so I want to slide into the topic of blessing blockers, y'all. So blessing blockers is just basically anything that blocks your blessing. I talk about this all the time, whether it could be people, it could be vices, it could be the devil, or it could even literally be yourself blocking your blessings. So I got a couple of scriptures for y'all. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, so if you are listening to this podcast and not watching, we are pulling up. I got to start telling y'all what we're doing because it be dead spots in my listening. So so I have Psalms 1 and 1. So this is just referring to people being blessing blockers to you in your life. So it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. So this scripture is really powerful because when it comes to your circle, it really matters who you hang around. Like I know people, there's this saying, um, what's the saying? You are who you hang around or something. Birds yeah. of a flood flock together, something it's like that. Of- yeah, it's a bunch of little proverbs throughout all of history that just say you are who you hang around, basically. Mm-hmm. And this scripture basically talks about that because you honestly have to realize that if you're not around people that is feeding your vision, feeding your dreams, praying for you, that's very dangerous, especially if you have a gift on the inside of you, especially if you have an anointing on your life. So you always want to make sure that you are just around positive people. Like even if they're not even, I would say, because you don't want to get too like prideful and say, oh, they're not on the same level as me. I can't hang around them. But if you know that they have a good spirit, you know, they have a good heart, like pour into each other. And I I feel like that's really important in a friendship. I want to say something about what you said when you said who you hang around. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a a very pivotal point, like knowing, phrase, saying, because um, I will always hear people say you are a product of your environment. Mm, and so like with that, it's all about, like you said, your circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I'm always the joyous person. I, whenever I'm out, I'm, I can meet a stranger. We have a conversation mm-hmm. based off anything. And so, like, I started to notice that I, I attract people yeah. in general. And so, knowing that I attract people, I have to guard myself and watch yeah, for sure. who, I, who I am, watch who I'm around. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know people, for me, I don't have a lot of friends. I have a mm-hmm. lot of associates. Yeah. For me, friends, you got to be somebody that went through something mm-hmm. with me. Um, you done met my mom, my dad, mm-hmm. like, my family cool with you. Yeah. And, like, I might fool with you, but yeah. I'm not going to be the one. If I can't call you, be like, hey, bro, pray for me. I yeah, this. come like, on. You're not walking, you're not rocking with me. And so you just watch what you attract and then know that just because you're attracted does not mean you have to like keep it going or yeah. if somebody like I want to be your friend it's not that easy yeah, to be friends it's not like, that easy to be somebody's friend you just gotta friend. watch what you attract yeah. So, yeah I always say you don't want to be a sticky note right <laughs> like sticky stuff like you don't want to be a piece of tape because pieces of tape they pick up whatever Everything. like you can have the intention of putting it on something but mm-hmm. before you get there it's gonna be like 500 pieces of dust on it like you gotta pick what you want sticking to you you gotta pick what environments like you said that you wanna be in so I wanna talk about another thing about blessing blockers which can be vices so being a human we all have a lot of vices we know that everybody has fallen short of the glory of god so i want us to talk about first corinthians 10 um, and 13 so it says no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind i want to pause right there and just let you know that jesus came to this earth to walk in the fleshly form and he got tempted with literally everything that we get tempted with today everything. literally everything whether it be sexual sin i mean wine liquor drugs all that y'all like the bible really goes in detail about every single temptation and even just temptation against going against god when he was in the wilderness for 40 days like the devil even tried to tempt him tried to tempt him to curse god and like become his own entity and become his own power so i just wanted to pause there and say that nothing that we experience today is is different than what Jesus went through. But the rest of the scripture goes on to say, um, so let me start off. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And I feel like that's really beautiful because even if you do get tempted, like he gives you a chance to correct it. And it's the grace. Sometimes. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that, like, the the temptation. Sometimes I know, and it, it might just be me, but, like, mm-hmm. a fleshly thing in me is always, like, let's see what the other mm-hmm. side is like. <laughs> like 
I'm not the one to be like, yeah. don't touch the stove. Yeah. I, I have to figure out. It, myself. And I say not. that. Yeah. And so it's just like, I know it's. it used to be like a constant. I'm always mm-hmm. just fall for it. But now it's like, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I, once I pray, sit on it and hear about just what, like what could have been me or what should have mm-hmm. been me, like, that's why I didn't fall. So. Yeah, definitely. That's why you got to pick Yahweh or Yahweh. Because, right. <laughs> child, look, we'll be out here like literally picking stuff just to see if we can test it. And that's so scary because why do we want to test God's grace that's given to us new every we, single day? We feel like we're immortal. Or like sometimes it's like this. It was a point where, like, a certain person in my life was getting everything. It was like they mm-hmm. had the, all the money, all the mm-hmm. shoes, mm-hmm. but they were scamming. Mm-hmm. And so the funny part was, like, I always think, if I ever start scamming, I think I'm going to be the one God made. No, for real. Like, <laughs> like, I just feel like I'm going to be the one that get a RICO charge. No, for real. And then I'm gone for the rest of my days. I said, I'm not going to play with y'all. I said, if I got anything to do with scamming, baby, let it be your name on right, that. Like, <laughs> Look, just give me crazy. the money. <laughs> just cash at me. But uh, the thing is, it's like you want to always, like, vet your decisions. Mm-hmm. But the thing is about life is living in this body, like, we can literally, it's literally us against ourselves. Right. And like I said, I'm definitely going to talk about ourselves even being our own blessing blockers. Do you have any scriptures for blessing blockers? Um, ble- The ones that you have listed, like, I really enjoy these. Uh-huh. Because now I read in God's words translation. Uh-huh. And so it just says the same thing. But mm-hmm. my, like my favorite part, it says there isn't any temptation that you have experienced, which is unusual for humans. Mm. And so it's just like, like you said, everything that we go through today is the same thing mm-hmm. that the that everyone else before us mm-hmm. has went through. It's just the different times and the yeah. access that we have to it. That's why people, when people be like, oh, the Bible was written so many years ago, it's still literally the same principles, All y'all. You gotta do like, it's still the same thing. All you have to do is apply it to your life. And that's what people don't want to do because mm-hmm. they're scared because it will convict them to live correctly. So I'm going to slide into my next scripture. So I said how blessing blockers could definitely be the devil because you know black folk, we love to blame the devil on anything. We be like, it got to be the devil. It must be the devil because that's my, I be like, that ain't nothing but the devil child it ain't nothing but the devil anytime something don't go my way i'll be like that ain't nothing but the devil so i have john 10 and 10 it says the thief cometh not but for to kill steal and destroy i come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly i think that's really great because he that's literally all he does like in that moment when the devil is tempting you with something or he is tempting you to sway your decisions in an ungodly manner he's literally the end result is always going to be bad like it's either going to be him killing something stealing something from you or destroying it whether it be him stealing your um whether it just be him stealing your faith in God and your trust in God and your patience to wait on the good thing or whether it be him destroying like your path or your your mindset or just giving you stress and anxiety and, mm-hmm. and not any kind of situation or sense of peace. My favorite part about John 10 and 10 is the last part. I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Mm. The thing that I get from Nettie is no matter what you're going through, mm-hmm. God is going to make it better regardless. Yeah. Like he he says in my translation it says, mm-hmm. um, a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came so that my sheep will have life, mm. and so that they will have everything they need. Oh, like I really resonate with that last part because it's just it's a a sense of comfort, a sense of relief. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know for me sometimes I struggle with like anxiety, yeah. sometimes depression, yeah. but it's just like knowing that I have somebody who I can talk to. 24 7 24 365 come days on. of the year don't no matter, matter what, what time, time it is come like, on that's I literally promise. what the devotional say today y'all like, later on in the show we gonna get into it now he is here to make it better yeah and sometimes people think that what we do is it makes god angry or upset it's mm-hmm. not what we do well sometimes it is what we do mm-hmm. but it's how we do it mm-hmm. and if we do it in moderation and things like that but just know people for the ones that's listening, watching, the ones that's going to watch and share with your friends. Whatever you have, God is here to make it better. Period. So. And I like the fact that it says he came to give us life so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Like, mm-hmm. do you ever look okay, back? So I was okay, literally so was... scrolling down memory lane on Instagram the other day. And I was just looking at my old photos and like my old videos. And I was like, I was literally a... Uh, 
piece of debauchery, a piece of work, child. So, like, just looking back on my life, like, it, when it says, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, right. think of how our peace used to be a blunt. Our peace used to be, like, just watching the sunset and smoking. Our peace used to be getting drunk out of our mind. Like, literally nothing beats, like, being in the company of God. And, like, we may still fall short from time to time, but literally nothing beats the peace of the Lord. He literally gives you a peace that surpasses all understanding. When he says that, it's so serious. It's, it's, it feels good to mm-hmm. know that that peace is going to be there no matter mm-hmm. what. Like, no matter if, like I, like you said, if I'm out getting drunk, if mm-hmm. I'm out smoking weed, mm-hmm. if I'm out doing all this sinning, mm-hmm. which I'm going to repent for, yeah. but just knowing that, <laughs> which I'm gonna that, repent for. That, that peace is still going to be there. It's like a comfort blanket. It's like mm-hmm. your favorite blanket that you know. When I go home and get under this yeah. blanket and I rub my feet together, no, I'm getting a great sleep. Come so on now. It's just like knowing like you got that peace that it's almost like a, a best, best friend. No, for real. Like. No matter what I do, you're Never not going to judge down. me. You're not going to let me down. Mm. You're going to be there whenever I need Literally, you. Literally, the scripture says you, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And right. no matter, like, how much, like, and the thing is, like, we always preach no matter how much we mess up, no matter how much. I hate that when people hear that, they be like, oh, well, I'm going to go do the bad thing because God going to love me anyway. Don't set your intention on doing that, y'all. A big thing of me um, that, I, that I pray that I had to get out of my spirit, mm-hmm. God know my heart. Oh, like, child. I used to be just... He know he know my heart. Ooh, he know what I mean. it's like not you was a god on my heart, Christian. No, I was like for a point because yeah. it wasn't until I literally was um in my I was at home mm-hmm. and it was the realest I've ever been with God. Mm. I was like, I said, look, bro, you see what I'm going yeah. through. If you do not help me in this situation, I'm gonna do this my way. Wow. and it's not gonna turn out the right Did way. Did he help you? Oh, for sure. Period. Like when I say. <laughs> When I say it was an instant help, like yeah. it was just like, all right, that's when I realized that, like, you got to be real with yeah. this. Like, yeah, you're going to mess up, but you always got the room to bounce mm-hmm. back. And you're going to take some L's, but you're going to turn those L's yeah. into lessons and learn. Period. And so, like, the thing about real. God, the thing about God is he's never looking for perfect. He's right. just looking for you to be pure. Right. He's just looking for you to be pure with your intentions. He's mm-hmm. looking for you to be pure in your prayers. Because like a lot of people think you have to be safe with your prayers. You do not have to tiptoe on eggshells or with God. Like he literally sees everything about your life. He he sees it. He knows it. Like what I tell people um. Especially when it comes to praying, mm-hmm. I'm a good tradition. Dear Lord, thank you for this mm-hmm. day. That's good for the show. But like I said, when you get real oh, with when God, you get in that intimate relation, that prayer closet. It's like the one. I call it a one-on-one encounter, mm-hmm. one-on-one conversation. Come to Jesus because, moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it's always look. I need this. I'm struggling with this. Like when I write on my journal, I don't even just. I don't say, dear God, look, Lord. <laughs> Look, man. Hey, bro. Look like, Jesus. I promise it's, it's like that because you have to get yeah. real in order to understand and be able to preach what you mm-hmm. go through and how he has helped you to other mm-hmm. people. If you're not real with God, you're not real with his people. You can't be. So. Like, literally, he's just looking for your heart posture to be pure, for right. your prayers and everything to be pure. Because, like, when I'm going through it and I am, because I be getting stressed out, I be like, Jesus, right. are you serious? <laughs> I be like, I'm sorry, Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry I yelled at you. <laughs> but right. look, I'm going through it. It's all about just being yourself with God he created you he doesn't want you to be anything else but you so I feel like we should just all walk in that so did you have another scripture for it or did you was you ready to slide to oh, the I had next another scripture. come on now um, lay it on Jeremiah 29 and 11 oh! so <laughs> for I know the plans come on read it that mean, it says I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord they are plans for peace and not disaster plans to give you a future filled with hope mm. and so it goes on to say then you will call to me you will come and pray to me and I will hear you so mm. 11 and 12 just says alright when you were born mm-hmm. for me I was born June 27 1996 come on birthday, birthday coming up, up. Um, I feel let's like go, let's go. Cancels are the greatest sign, no matter what they say. <laughs> Child, but, you got to let that astrology like go. <laughs> so it says, <laughs> okay, sound effects. It just says, I know the plans that I have for you. And this is going back to when he was like, at creation, I uh-huh. do it. It's been here all along. Uh-huh. And so then in 12, it, when it says, you will call to me, you will pray, you will come to me. Uh-huh. There's just saying. I'm I'm here for you. Mm. Actually, you shall receive. Mm. And my favorite part is I will hear you. Mm. He's always listening. listening. Yeah. And no matter how aggressive you get with him, he gonna be all right. Come on. Yeah. Like, 
Like, because he know you for real. Right. And then, too, like, if you're seeking him with your whole heart, you will find him. Mm-hmm. And the thing is about seeking God is when you pray, you need to always leave time for quiet time so you can hear mm-hmm. what he replies to you. Because most of the time, we're just praying, oh, God, I need you to do this for me. I need you to do that for me. I need you to do that. And then we get up and walk away from our prayer closet. But you didn't even wait and meditate on that thing. You didn't even get in your word and let him show you that sign. So, funny story. I was in high school. Uh-huh. It was a test that I didn't study for. Job. So it was one of those. All right, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> look, it was over for you, child. Like, I'm going to tell you. So I was like, I, I, that's when I got real. I was like, look, I know I ain't study. Uh-huh. I don't want to fail, mm-hmm. but I know I, I don't deserve to pass. So yeah. like, give me like a C. Like, <laughs> give me like cool. a 75. <laughs> was it Miss Kirby class? For sure. <laughs> Bruh. We need to talk about that. Miss so, Kirby, no, for real. <laughs> she took us down, tutor. I said, baby, I'm not going to graduate. Yeah. And I went to school after tutoring every single day. I think she gave help. me a, she gave me just that one point to pass because she knew I was just slow in math, and I still ain't got it to this day. I saw her on the road the other day and wanted to be like, boo-boo. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Keep driving. You saw her on the road? She's still alive. Ruining life. <laughs> ruining them child okay so we're gonna talk about the last blessing blocker of how ourselves can even get in the way of our blessings so this i know paul he was really spitting when he wrote this and it's romans chapter time romans chapter 7 verse 15 through 20 oh yeah it says i gotta read this one slowly because this one is for the saints and if you you gonna you gonna if you don't feel this in your spirit you will it says i do not understand what i do for what i want to do i do not do but what i hate i do and if i do what i do not want to do I agree that the law is good as it is. It is no longer myself who does it, but it is the sin living inside of me for. I know that good itself does not dwell inside of me. That is in my sinful nature for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out for. I do not do the good thing that I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin that living that is living in me that does it. I just want to take a moment of silence. I literally just said out when you was reading it. Yeah, because you was talking about earlier how I got to walk it out. <laughs> I got to see. I got to do all this stuff to just not. I got to literally burn my hand on the stove mm-hmm. to see what God said was true. But the thing is, when we pick the good thing, we see that it is good. Right. This scripture hits so much because it's like when you do do the right thing, it's like you get rewarded for that. And sometimes it's not even a, a, a monetary reward. It's not even a it's just a reward of peace. It's a reward of, yay, I earned a Jesus star because I feel good about my right. what I've done because I know he vetted me in that. That reward piece is something big. Mm-hmm. Um, people tend to look and I'm, when I say people, me too. Child, all of us. We tend to look for rewards. We can touch um, mm-hmm. something that we can like you said money it can mm-hmm. be a shirt it can be some shoes mm-hmm. but the best reward that i've mm-hmm. got is the the peace the calmness the reassurance mm-hmm. just like i can have a bad day and then i go home and pray and he'd be like look today was bad yeah. tomorrow's gonna be better come on like let's get up we're gonna mm-hmm. try it again and even if you slip up within the first 30 minutes you waking up we still gonna keep trying again try again because it's just like that reassurance that 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 peace that I get after praying mm-hmm. is one of the best things that I mm-hmm. could ever receive. Because it's like, it's all better. And right. it's way better than choosing to, like, get high or get drunk. Like, even though sometimes we do, it's like your problems are still there. When you come down from that high, when you come down off of that silly mess, like, mm-hmm. when you come down off of any of that, like, your problems are still there. But the thing about God is once you pray about those problems and you lay it down at his feet, it literally doesn't feel like you're carrying it anymore. Right. That's the thing. I used to tell myself this. Whatever is above my head is under God's feet. Mm. And so, like, I, I give it to him. Come on. Um, no it's matter. above me now. You right. remember that phrase? It's above me now. It's That's above me now. It is. Like, 
no matter what I'm going through, no matter what my friends going through, yeah. like I just had a friend hit me up the other day. Look, bro, I went to the doctor. Mm. I didn't get some. I I got an okay report. Could mm. be better. Just pray for me. Yeah. Cool. Stop what I was doing at that moment. Called right. him on the phone, and he was just like, "Bro, you just don't know that relief that I felt Come when you on. prayed." And it's just like sometimes I know for me mm-hmm. when I'm operating in the spirit, mm-hmm. and it, it's like a. It's like a supernatural feeling. Yes, and it's so, like a superpower almost. And we really, talk about that. It, it is because, like, for me, um, my job at the church, um, I do community outreach. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, today we had somebody um, came and got a food box. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, her demeanor. Um, she she smelled like weed. Mm-hmm. And she was just, like, one of those. Yeah. You can tell something was yeah, wrong. Yeah, something was going on. And she asked for prayer. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was like, I can pray. But I was like, all right, so we're just going to go ahead. We're just going to pray. Like, yeah, she's, pray. She's, she's in need of us. prayer. And so it was just one of those prayers. I said, look, God, we none of us in this room know the circumstance or the situation yeah. she's going through. We just asked that you intercede on her behalf. Yes, and God. at the end of the prayer, it was just like, she said, I felt some sort of relief. Ooh, and, thank like, you, Jesus. Um, She had her daughter in the car, and her daughter was like, I felt that y'all just prayed for my mom, and I would like to, like, she ended up getting the food box, too. So it's just like one of those situations. Where just the gift kept on giving. Right. I love it. And just knowing that you, if, now, sometimes it does feel weird. Let me say that Mm -hmm. because. Yeah, we was talking about that on the last episode, how when you be like, I'm scared to pray for somebody. But at the end of the day, we was talking about how you may be the only Jesus that they encountered that day. The only moment that they have. And, like, when God tells you, pray for that person. When you feel that on your heart, you need to do it. Oh, you need to do it right there, quick, fast, and ASAP. Because you, you, you're saving somebody. Legit, the longer you wait, the mm. longer they're going to struggle. Yeah. The longer they're going to continue to yeah. go through. And what we don't see is the other side mm-hmm. of what the person's yeah, going through. Yeah, it's actually going through. We see the physical. We yeah. don't see the mental. Um, like one time we had a man coming in. Mm-hmm. He was he was on a shrooms trip, matter of fact. Child. <laughs> like, I, I promise. He was like, people out to get me and this, that, and the other. He was and tweaking. So he, he really was. And so... Um, I went over there with one of those instances. I was like, I had to get like fleshly aggressive, mm-hmm. but spiritually mm-hmm. aggressive. Yeah, too. pull because, out the spiritual battle for him. Right. I was like, look, bro, before we do anything, we finna pray. Yeah. And we end up getting them connected to people um, mm-hmm. that can help him in a situation. Mm-hmm. But it was just like operating again mm-hmm. in that spiritual flesh. Is yeah, just like, be ready for battle. You got to at yeah, all times. All times. That's why the Bible says be sober minded. Because right. I remember one time I was literally like, should I go to the liquor store? And then I was like, I shouldn't. But then I ended up going to the liquor store. Like literally two double shots later, I get a message on Facebook and this girl just lost her mom. And she was like, can you pray for me? And I'm over here kind of out of my mind. And I'm like, dang, I should have checked. And that's why when he gives us the when he gives us the path, it's always a path to do the right thing. That's why I named the podcast this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're either going to go his way, Yahweh, or you're going to go your own way. Mm-hmm. And it's like he knows the path. He goes ahead of you. So he already knows the path is paid in go- paved in gold when you choose the right thing to do. One thing I'm learning about God is no matter what we do, we're, mm-hmm. we're able to do it. Mm-hmm. And it will feel right when he allows you to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus never said, don't drink. Mm. He said, don't drink get, to get drunk. Right. Don't yeah. drink to get drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, when I learned that and deciphered that, it was just like, okay, I still get to do what everybody mm-hmm. else is doing. I just can't do it like that. Yeah. Like, I got friends that can, they can drink all mm-hmm. night, get up. And, <laughs> I'm saying, like, they can drink all night, get up, go to work next day. Everything, but you know you can't do that. <laughs> Me, I used to be able to, but now it's like yeah. I don't like. I can't. I I can't because it didn't feel mm-hmm. right. My bounce back wasn't. Yeah, as my as bounce there. back, baby. It don't be. It ain't, it ain't a bounce back. <laughs> mine, I'm gonna tell you another story. Mine got real. I think last year, mm-hmm. um, I was out with my friends. We uh, we started in this spot called Patio in Germantown. Chop. We, <laughs> we made our way all the way downtown. Uh-huh. And so um, we leaving. And the person who car was in, I didn't drive. I uh, rode with my friends, but mm-hmm. they hit the curb and mm-hmm. oh, no. um, they just had a flat tire. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, like literally, we was all we was toasted, like toasted. It wasn't. I ain't gonna say it wasn't a sober mind in the car, but it. it Child, wasn't. it wasn't. <laughs> and so it was just one of the moments God got me through. But the feeling that I had, like what I recall from it, is mm-hmm. I'm not doing this no more. Yeah, like, I'm not riding with y'all no more. <laughs> it wasn't even. It was like we. It's two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. We trying to change the tire. People getting frustrated. And I'm like, I'm not doing this no this more. It sounds like a joke. How many guys does it take to change a tire? <laughs> I promise you it took like three of us. Everybody, it was just like, everybody's like, no, do it this way, do it this way. Uh-uh. 
like, I would have got on YouTube University on y'all phone. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember like that feeling. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a good one. And so yeah. you just got to know what's for you is for you. And then, like I said earlier, when when it's time to do something, God mm-hmm. will let you know. Like, all right. You you can do this, mm-hmm. but here are the effects of doing it too mm-hmm. much, yeah. or here are the effects. Like, Just and that the thing is, is when you do the bad thing, like you learn right. that I shouldn't do this no more. So it, like it's still kind of like it's still edifying you, and that's where the scripture comes in. What the devil meant for bad, God always meant for good, because right. you know that okay, I learned that the stove is hot. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't touch this. So the next time you built yourself up and you edified yourself to know better, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the thing about life. Like sometimes people sit in their shame of the mistake. Sometimes people sit in the oh I shouldn't have did this, and then they. We do kind of talk in it. We do this big thing of I messed up one time. God is going to ban me from heaven. Yeah, I don't and know. I'm glad we need to we need to stop preaching we, condemnation we not that like kind, that. He's not that kind of God. He's not that kind of God. He's the God of chance. One, two, yeah. three, four. Literally, if he's telling us to forgive people seventy times seven, what do you think he's forgiving us for? He oh, gives us forgiveness, legit, every day. His grace and up. mercy is new every morning. Every, every single every morning. morning. So if y'all out here around any blessing blockers, if you around here dabbling in any blessing blockers, if you around here playing with the devil, because he always a blessing blocker, if you being a blessing blocker to yourself, make sure you are being intentional about your moves. Release it. Release, cut it, cut it. Whoever it is, cut them off. Cut them off. It's going to benefit you. I'm in the long run, yeah. In the long run. You would rather be able to say, all right, that was my friend for that season. Mm-hmm. And it, you just got to know it. And I ain't going to lie. Everybody not like that. Yeah. Some people want friends permanently. Mm-hmm. Some people want people around them all the time. I'm one, all right, I have my moments. All right, let's, we gonna if we turn up, we're going to turn up. Right. We, we good. But then when And I'm, then, too, certain friends are for certain things. Exactly. I was just about you to You cannot talk to certain friends mind. about business. You cannot talk to certain friends about turning up. <laughs> like, you got to know what to do around certain mm-hmm. people. Like, yeah. like you said, everybody can't come to where I'm going. Come on. Like, if I'm elevating, I'm going to, all right, look, this is your avenue of elevation. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can elevate here. Mm-hmm. But everybody can't go to the mountaintop with you. Come Some on. people got to be down low. Mm-hmm. Some people got to watch your back. You mm-hmm. got to watch people yeah. back, too. So, yeah. yeah. It's all about figuring out who's meant to do the race with you. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about our last topic. It's being consistent with God. This is a big topic, y'all, because huh, life is a you, you life is a long life. Life be life and life be life in y'all. And I just want to let you know that even if you have seasons of falling out of your routine with God, because sometimes we could go on vacation, somebody could be visiting town. It's something about your life, like a new job, a circumstance changes your schedule up, and you find yourself not spending as much time with God as you should. Right. So the scripture that's been heavy on my mind lately is Galatians 6 and 9. It was actually the verse of the day today in the Bible app. And it says, let us not become weary and well-doing for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up so i just did a reel on this and it actually skated through the algorithm it was pretty cool i love when the word of god does that but if we do not give up like the thing is we be feeling like oh i haven't talked to god in so and so so and so many days i feel like that kind of makes us sit in a place of shame and we feel like i feel like i'm so far away from god i feel like i can't go back i feel like i can't get back in that routine yes you can who said you can't that's literally the devil infiltrating your brain and your mind to stay further away from him you can literally get back just like this literally just like that just just pray get on your knees and pray you can say god i know i haven't talked to you in a minute and i know i haven't been as consistent with you as i have been or in certain seasons but i want to let you know that i'm serious about this and i'm trying to get back on track like make your make your destination known for me that verse is kind of the whole ordeal of god like the consistency part with god it's a struggle Mm -hmm. for us because like it can you can literally go Five days straight. Mm. Day number six, you can wake up, not read your scripts, and not do your devotion. Mm-hmm. And then you be like, all right, I messed up. I'm God, he didn't ban me. He's not like that. He's, yeah, he's not like that. He's the one that's, gonna, like I said, he's giving you chance after chance after chance. And, and for me, like I say, probably about two two months ago, it was a period where I was like, I was here, mm. but I, I was here physically, but like mm-hmm. I wasn't myself. Yeah. And like literally, I was went home. I didn't do nothing. I sat in silence, mm. and um, the song Shayna Wilson came out. It was "Give Me You," mm. and um, it said everything else can wait. And it was Come just, on. it was just saying like, "Lord, give me you." And so like, I had I was listening to that, 
And literally, it was just like everything that I was feeling for those two months, mm-hmm. whether it was shame, guilt, mm-hmm. depression, anxiety. It was like it was just like taking Lifting a off of it you. It was coming off. And that's the thing about God. Like even he knows what you need, y'all. Like even if you're in a season of I haven't been my best, I haven't been on my P's and Q's, he will literally send a worship song to you Facts. to minister to you. Facts. Like literally, God is not going to let you be out in the wilderness for too long. He's searching after your heart. Like if you're called, he's going to make sure you come back around. Even if you don't have the will in yourself right now to come back around. It's like, I call them God winks. I call Mm -hmm. them God moments. Like he's going to send somebody to talk to you to remind you of God. Like last night, I was literally feeling down about this episode. I was like, I ain't even came up with the topics, Jesus. I was like, what am I going to talk about? (laughs) And I'm outside walking my dog and literally some Jehovah Witnesses came up to me. And like, I know they're not our same denomination, but I was still open to hearing what they were saying. They were just feeding me so much life about just God and Jesus and how he's a redeemer and how and just to know that I needed that in that moment I was like that was God for sure sometimes you have to be alone on purpose mm. like you you have to be isolated yeah. isolation for me is one of the purest forms mm-hmm. in my spiritual relationship mm-hmm. when I'm away from everybody yeah. when I'm away from my mama when I'm away from my family everyone by myself at home boohoo crying mm-hmm. like everything that, that isolation is just like it's Sometimes people say I'm weird because I think isolation is comforting. Yeah. Like, it's just like you and God. and he That's knows. good that you've gotten used to that because oh, I still yeah. be like, uh-uh, I need to call somebody. No. <laughs> I need to hang out with somebody or something. Now, sometimes I will. Like, yeah. I'll hear my dad be like, hey, when you were this age, mm-hmm. I would like, especially since he's been a pastor for, I think, 20, 23, mm-hmm. 24 years. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's just like I hear him be like, look. When you were 27, when you were 28, mm-hmm. how were you feeling? Or what, yeah. Like, what was your, what was your mind? Yeah. And he'll give me advice. He'll be like, but the, the advice that my dad gives me is the spiritual advice and, and the, the real yeah, advice. The real. Like, mentally, I was here. Spiritually, this is what I feel. And so, mm-hmm. like, that isolation That's good piece that he's is real. A, oh, yeah. Isolation and having a strong foundation. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people. Like, mm-hmm. if, if your foundation is weak, everything else is going to be weak. You've got to be able to stand strong. Like, when, when you know... You got to be real with God. Mm-hmm. He's going to, that's the most honest time. That isolation, that being consistent. And then mm-hmm. the consistency piece, sometimes, I ain't going to lie, you will get tired. You shit. will like, get weary in that well doing. You'll huh? be like, look, bro, I'd have been reading this scripture mm-hmm. seven times a day and ain't nothing yeah. going right. And I've been like, doing this and I've been doing that. But at the end of the day, the ending piece is you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Right. The thing about God is he's trying to see who really wants it. Right. Like he's trying to see, are you going to keep going even if you don't see the fruits of your labor yet? Like there's literally a meme. I don't know if y'all ever seen it where it's like two dudes in a tunnel and one of them gave up right before oh, the they yeah. struck the diamonds mm-hmm. and then one of them kept going and he got it. So it's just like if you don't give up, if you keep pursuing the thing that you're seeking after, he's going to reward you with what you need. Sometimes it's God's timing compared to It's ours. God's timing. It's we, God's timing. We are a microwave generation. Mm-hmm. Like, I say it all the time. Hit it for 30 seconds. It's going to be done. Mm-hmm. But for me, what I've learned is I call God sometimes a slow cooker. Like, <laughs> It's better that way. Like he takes his time. When, when you throw stuff in He's the crock pot, a crock pot I say, when you throw stuff in the crock pot, you can take your time. Mm-hmm. Everything marinate. It's flavorful. Mm-hmm. It's better. Fall off the boat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so just just knowing like taking our time mm-hmm. and putting it with God's time is where we struggle as humans yeah. and where the spiritual part of, mm-hmm. of the walk gets like, it gets frustrating, but exactly. it's like, I'm trying. That's all God wants y'all to do is try. All he wants you to do is try and not give up. Right. And the thing is, and when we say don't give up, we're not saying, oh, you can't go a certain amount of days because everybody gets like thrown off their schedule with God, oh, yeah. thrown off their stuff. But as long as you hop back on it, like right. you got a lot of life to live. You have a long life ahead of you. So it's like, you're God's always going to be there and you're always going to need God. So don't be discouraged if you did fall off. Just get back up and try again. What was the song with Aaliyah? Dust yourself off and try again. At first you don't succeed. Come on. Dust yourself off and try again. Rest in peace, Aaliyah. So that was our last topic, y'all. So I want to talk about culture collision. Child. Okay, so if y'all, do you watch Snowfall? I've seen episodes. I want to watch it to see. Yeah, I did not watch Snowfall. I feel like I got to guard my gates from that show. It's too much. And now that I heard this, it's way too much. I'm not watching it. I think for 
for me, you got to know what your spirit can handle. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as I watched that, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Part <laughs> of me, I saw the clip, mm-hmm. and part of me wants to figure out, like, I want to go back to see how he got up to that point. Yeah. That's the only reason Child, I was legit watching I it. want y'all to check this out. So, in the news right now, in the culture collision, Damson Idris, I hope I'm saying his name correctly because I feel like I butcher everybody's name. This man said he literally called on the actual devil. Yeah. For a scene in the show Snowfall so he could be like more evil. Literally said he went to a corner, y'all, and said, Jesus, this is just me repeating it. Don't let the devil come on. Right. He said, come on, devil. Come on, devil. Yeah. What? Yeah. And literally had literally had nightmares after that for days on end to the fact to where he said he had to call his mama to pray him up out of it. Y'all check this clip out. I just want y'all to see this and leave in the comments what you think about this because this is crazy. Um, yeah, I, I was, I remember sometime we do 10 episodes for my show and in this last season, um, I was hitting a block, right? I, I was like, oh, I'm not doing it right, right? So I went in the corner and then I was looking at the wall and I was like, come on, devil, come on, devil, right? Come to me, like, come to me. Because I had to do something like crazy, right? I had nightmares for a month. So it does come to it or after? after? After. Like, I had nightmares every day. Like, I just felt, I felt that energy. Oh, interesting. You know, and I had to pray and do all this stuff to, like, get rid of it. And, you know, you call your mom up and you're like, bring me back to life. And mm-hmm. that stuff is real. That yeah. stuff really is real. I feel like the the calling on the devil and him actually seeing it was really kind of like him testing God. Yeah, yeah that God was crazy. Would, I don't never want to test God like that. Right. Like he responded instantaneously. Instantaneously. Like, the devil responded instantaneously because he was like, oh, you calling on me? That's like saying Bloody Mary. In the, I ain't never did that. I've never I ain't finna that. play like that. A- anytime they start talking about let's call Bloody Mary in the mirror at them sleepovers, baby, I'm going to bed. Some stuff you know what's Yeah, like. I, and I even knew as a young kid. Right. I'm not finna play with that. You just know it. Like, I've been guarded from this my whole life, and I'm not finna try I'm not to, finna play with y'all I'm not finna like play that. with y'all right now. I'm not like, finna play with y'all like that. So, I just want y'all to leave in the comments what y'all think, because that was crazy. So, I don't think it's good to call on the devil for anything. All right, y'all. So, we're going to slide into the devotional of the day. So, I normally, I read the devotional of the day from my other book, but I feel like this one just really stood out to me. And you said something earlier, just how God is connecting everything, how you said you can always call on God no matter what time it is, even in the midnight hour. So, when I woke up, I read this and I just thought it was really insightful. So, it says the title of this devotional is The 2 A.M. Blues. So, the scripture is Job chapter 22, verse 28 through 29. It says, what you decide on will be done and the light will shine on your ways when people are bought low and you say lift them up then he will save the downcast so the devotional says we all need a 2 a.m friend you know the person you can call to ease your weary mind some days your mind continues to tell stories late into the night you need someone to come along beside you and listen to the things that trouble you it turns out god is ready to have a chat at any hour of the day he's able to lift you up again and strengthen and renew you he's the best 2 a.m. friend ever step away from the noise that won't settle down and simply call on God's name let him know your troubles share your frustrations and your anger and your uncertainty once you've got all of that out stop stop everything and listen give the spirit and God a chance to help you nothing about your life is a surprise to God nothing can be hidden from his view the dark of the night is just as bright as noontime for him so he already knows and already sees the things that trouble you seek his face and if need be his forgiveness and let him speak to your heart and mind it won't be long until you fall blissfully to sleep ready to serve him another day and the quote at the end says lord thank you so much for being my friend and listening to my heart you mean everything to me it feels good come on now that's literally everything you said earlier that's why when you said that i was like no i'm gonna tell you so listening to that is kind of it repeats itself Mm -hmm. it's saying tell god what he already knows Mm -hmm. like yeah he he sees the frustration sometimes people be like god didn't give this to me sometimes he he does he intends he sets things up so just so Mm -hmm. you can come back to him and so 
tell God everything. Please, because he, he already everything. see it. Right. He just wants you to come to him. The thing is about, it's a, it's a surrendering that needs to take place. Mm -hmm. And you need to say, God, I'm not strong enough to carry this by myself. I need your help. Mm -hmm. And when he sees your heart and when he sees you asking for his help, he's definitely going to help you. It's kind of like the picture um, on social media that it was going around where a mm -hmm. girl had, she had a small bear. Mm -hmm. And um, Jesus was asking for the bear, but she oh, was like. Oh, and he had a big one yeah, behind his back. She was like, but this is my favorite and mm -hmm. I don't want to give it up. Yeah. But she didn't know that he had a bigger mm. bear behind his back. And so it's just simple stuff like Come that. On. Like, even though your problem might seem small to God, yeah. the blessings are bigger, they're better, mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to enjoy because you'll you will feel a sense of relief. Like the devotional said, you'll fall back to sleep. Like mm -hmm. you'll be able to get there. Like, y'all. Because you have to have a peace if you're trying to go to sleep. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Y'all don't know what good sleep is until mm -hmm. you get that peace Come from on, God, God himself. Thank you, Lord. Like mm. you can literally be tossing and turning on. But that moment you hear his voice, you get up and pray, mm -hmm. and you fall back to sleep, I promise you. I, man, I'll be knocked out. Like you said earlier, rubbing my feet together. Right. Knocked out, child. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so y'all, the song of the week, I told y'all we are trying to get away from secular music. So this song came. <laughs> I know this right. Give me an applause. Because baby, all that cussing, I call it kill, stab, shoot, die music. Okay, so I like I tell people I'm an old school person. I love old school. I can't listen. I, I don't say I can't listen. I choose not to listen to today's music on repeat. Yeah. I listen to the state up to date. Look, like, in moderation. Right. Like, I feel like if you listen to songs today, yeah. when you wake up, you're going, oh, I'm going to go kill somebody. I'm no, for real. Somebody. It's like a hypnosis. It's, yeah. it's insane. So, I want to give y'all the song of the week so y'all can change y'all music choices. So, the song of the week is called Thank You by Stevie Rizzo. So, this song literally started playing while I literally got blessed with something for this podcast and I just want to let y'all know y'all do not want to miss the season finale because one of my guests finna come on here and turn this gen up literally once they agreed to come on the podcast I was crying in my car at the red light and this song came on it's called Thank You by Stevie Rizzo I'm definitely gonna put it in the description so y'all can add it to your gospel jams playlist so we are about to play Rapid Fire Keenan said he loved Rapid Fire he came in y'all and saw Rapid Fire was on the agenda and we finna do it big like this Let's so basically the rules of Rapid Fire is you got to answer the question fast. Okay. You ain't got to answer it that fast because they're kind of deep thinking questions. But okay. I don't know. However fast you want to answer it, we got all day. So I got six questions here. So first one, who is your favorite person in the Bible? My favorite person in the Bible would be um, David. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you why. David and Bathsheba. <laughs> I Jesus. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I tell people that... Um, you can actually go find us on Facebook. We had this debate. We were talking about uh, David and Bathsheba uh -huh. in Bible study one time. We were virtual. Uh -huh. I said, I ain't going to lie, y'all. The way David set up Uriah to be killed and everything. Yeah, he did the most. Black forces <laughs> energy. He came with black forces <laughs> Not energy. Not black forces. Like, <laughs> he said, baby, you got to go. I need this woman. So, yeah, like, yeah, David. Child, so you picked that because it's, it seems like something that would happen today, basically. It's, it's something that can happen today, but it's also... Um, a reminder of being at the right place at the right mm, time. Okay. Because um, when David saw Bathsheba, mm -hmm. he was on the top of the. He mm -hmm. was he was at home. Mm -hmm. And at the time, kings were supposed to be at war, fighting mm -hmm. in battle. Yeah. And so, so he, how was he in the right place at the right time? He got tempted with temptation, King. And come no, on now, I'm gonna bring it back. Mm -hmm. So you got to know where to be. In, in, oh, in okay. If he would have been where at, he was supposed to be, right? If he would have been at war, he would have never saw that. So, there we yeah. go. <laughs> I was like, hold on story. now. <laughs> I was like, hold on. You thought he was supposed to be out there seeing her naked? Oh no. I was. I was gonna get you. Okay. So <laughs> the next one is, what talent do you wish you had? The ability to sing. I knew he was gonna say that. As soon as I typed this, I was like, he was passing out programs. I know he's gonna be like, I wish I was on the microphone. <laughs> All right, that's yours. Okay. So, what are you most excited for about going to heaven? Um, probably just seeing everybody. Um, really? I feel like it's going to be a supernatural, um, experience. Like you'll get to see everything. Mm -hmm. Um, your eyes will be open to the truth. Right. Your eyes will be open to the truth. It's literally perfect. Like we, I wouldn't say we're dying for perfection, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like everything that we're struggling with up here, mm -hmm. we ain't going through up there. Yeah. So, yeah. My 
And I wanted to answer this one too. So I feel like I would be most excited to see the streets paved in gold. Thanks. And also I'll be excited to see my grandma. And also I'll be excited to see my dog. And yeah. <laughs> I got like 500 of them. I'll be excited to put on my robe and tell the story of how I made it over. Period. I think I'll get up there and be like, oh, so these streets really made No, gold. for real. I would be like, oh my God. I would be excited to see Jesus too. Right. Let me make that the first one. Right. <laughs> Look, we just skipped all over seeing Jesus. Okay, so the next one is what's one uh, what's one biblical event that you would have loved to see and why? Ooh, Noah's Ark. Ooh. It's for a petty reason for Noah's Ark. I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. It said he put two of every animal oh, on yeah. that boat. That would have been lit. But what I want to know is that he put mosquitoes on there. Child, I like, think they developed them because the mosquitoes is evil. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they made them like. in a lab somewhere. <laughs> they had to. So I I feel like, but the question is, since nobody had ever seen rain before, would you have been smart enough to get on it? Because he was the wisest in the land. Nobody believed him. Literally only Noah and his lineage survived the 40 days and 40 nights of rain because everybody thought he was crazy. Everybody was like, what's rain? We never seen rain. You're nuts. I feel like I would be on the boat because my, my, uh, like being able to be friends with people. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I see <laughs> he somebody, he would have been like, come on, old Kenan. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if I see somebody and they're doing right, I'm going to want to be like, all right, he doing right. So, but if, you didn't know what right was then. I mean, if, if I see what he's doing is benefiting him, uh-huh. Some part but of it me, wasn't benefiting him yet. It, it didn't benefit him till he was done. Well, he still benefited from it. I know, so, but how was you gonna see the end result? I would. It would have been good to see the end result. <laughs> look, Yahweh like, or right. Yahweh asking the hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> he like, uh, <laughs> look, baby, they would have left you at the dock. I came off that boat stunned on the everybody. Yeah, I made <laughs> it. <laughs> like, yeah, we saw the dove bring back the olive branch. We yeah. lit. Okay, so let me see. What's one way God has shown up in your life recently? Um, recently, probably, well, waking up today, um, just waking up, knowing that everything that's going on around me can easily be me, but he's shielding and protecting me from Oh, I love that. Come on. Okay. Last question. What biblical person do you relate to the most? Uh, Do not say uh, Bathsheba. (laughs) Ah. Dave, I, I can't stay, like, when I say me and David, like, OGs, like, it's only because I think that's where I see a lot of, I ain't gonna say a lot of myself, but mm-hmm. sometimes just dealing with problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really anybody in the Bible who mm-hmm. has a comeback story. Come on. Um, just Like Peter. Yeah, it, it resonates with me because you know sometimes, like, all right, even though I'm right here on giving up, I still got a little bit that's going to lead me forward. So, Period. Yeah. I love that. I would say the person that I... Who do I? Let me see. Who I identify with? I would say I identified the most with Moses because mm. God told Moses, you need to go tell my people. And he was like, I got a speech impediment. <laughs> he was like, I'm not going. But the thing is about... The why I identify with him the most is because when God told me to start this, I was like, I don't think I'm fit to do this, God. Like, I don't think I'm the one that's going to be able to do this. But when God puts something in your heart and he gives you a purpose, he's mm-hmm. going to equip you with making it come true. Uh, he's going to give you what he's going to give you what you need in mm-hmm. order for his will to be done. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like because when I first started, I was like, I don't know who's going to come on this podcast. I don't know if people will listen. I don't know if like literally everything that I was worried about, I just stepped out on faith and he did it for me. Um, I'm going to tell you one thing about about God and that I've learned it's always the people that need to hear are going to be the ones that tune in, mm, like especially, especially to the podcast. Like mm-hmm. you're going to attract the crowd that really wants to like, you don't see too many young people doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's always the let's stay with the current news. Yeah. Stay up to date. Let's so, stay crazy till we get older yeah. and then we'll give our lives to God. And then for you, I just want you to keep going. Like oh, you, you. You're going to attract the crowd. Like, uh, I, I literally, when you post on your page, mm-hmm. I go back and just watch something. Cause someone be like, yeah, they're funny, but they're relatable. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, I'm not the only young person that feels this way. <laughs> so, now I got a friend who I've been cool with since high school, mm-hmm. and she, like, when you gave me this opportunity, I was like, 
I'm finna do this. Period. I, I could do this. I was like, Kimi is coming on the podcast. <laughs> period. Hashtag literally nobody else is doing this. Right. <laughs> Shout out to my friend circle. So, y'all, I just want y'all to just enjoy life, but also keep God in your life. So, I'm going to end the podcast with a final thought. So, I came across this thought earlier today. and Well, this quote earlier today. I'm not sure who quoted it, but it was really resonating with me. So, it says, we don't get what we ask for. We get what we believe in. And I really feel that so strongly because if you ever believed in something, I'm sure it's happened for you. And mm-hmm. I just love that. So, that's my final thought. Keenan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for the invite. Yes, you rocked it. I was kind of scared now because I remember how silly you used to be in high school. You still silly. He's just in a silly, goofy mood. But I want you to look in the camera and tell the viewers where they can find you on Instagram. If you're on any other platforms, TikTok, Instagram, all that. Get them your Instagram now. Oh, Lord. Y'all be killing me when y'all don't know y'all Instagram name. This man had to go on the phone. We're going to tag him, y'all. So y'all make sure y'all follow him. What's What's the Instagram? My Instagram is underscore Keenan, K-E-E-N-A-N-N-R-M-N, another underscore. Come on. I'm going to have to get back on there to make sure I spell it right. So y'all make sure y'all go flood his comments with hashtag Y-O-Y-W to let him know you watch the podcast. That stands for Yahweh or Yahweh. And I'm going to pray us out real quick. So hands. Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this day. Thank you for just us being able to stand firm in your word, Father God. Lord, we thank you for just renewing our minds and our spirits and letting us lay down any burdens that we had during the day in honor to go forth and just teach your word, Father God. Lord, I pray that anybody who needs to hear this podcast tunes in. I pray that you continue to go before us, Father God. I pray that you continue to edify us in the spirit. I pray that you continue to strengthen our walks with you, Father God. I pray that you continue to renounce shame off of us when we fall off, God. Let us be able to just dust ourselves off and try again. Father God, I rebuke the devil right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke all the tricks of the enemy. I just pray right now that you continue to sing your angels concerning us and be able to just let us be who we are, Father God, in the spirit. And let us be able to proclaim your name wherever we go. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So, y'all, it's been a good episode. I want y'all to like, subscribe, and share this content. I tell y'all all the time, the podcast is nothing without the viewers. It's the chosen. The one in Keenan. We out. Period. Peace. Child, that was good. I can't wait to edit that one. It's always a good time. <laughs>